Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. See heating and cooling. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Oh, man. We got football on the TV. We got hockey in the city. We got lots coming up in the next couple of weeks in terms of hockey and events that you can actually go check out. Maybe we should recap all that right now. It's Brendan Escott hanging out with you. Bob Stoffer in Grand Prairie, Alberta this evening. You'll get him back tomorrow night. Appreciate you kicking it with us on this uh, first week of the new evening show. We're bringing the heavy hitters guest-wise. Connor, Leon, Jay Woodcroft. Tomorrow you're going to hear from Matthias Ekholm. we got a bunch more coming for you next week. So you know where to keep it locked. Okay, that's that's what i got to tell you right now. Logan has texted us at 7. 8049600063 he says watching Reed Wilkins report on the Lloydminster Bombcats from my hometown in Marwain Alberta as a 5 to 9 year old on football <laughs> Logan is uh, Reed's favorite professional golfer I think uh, Logan's chasing the, the Canadian tour and uh, Reed Wilkins little known fact or maybe it's a widely known fact he was the 2003 CITL, Canadian Chuck Wagon Association Media Person of the Year. Kellen, you got to help me out he, with this one. That's that's legit. That is correct. That's yeah. the one? Okay. Yeah. That's that's one of many accolades our boy has, for sure. <laughs> well, he's, I'll tell you what. He's got, the, he's got the placard at his desk. So when he comes over here in about 10 minutes, I'll have him bring it and explain exactly what that is. But, um, yeah, he was a big Chuck, racing me- uh, Chuck Wagon Racing Media Person. Still is. Still is? We, we've had uh, Kurt Benzmiller on Inside oh, yeah. Yeah. In the past, we've had numerous people from the uh, CPRA up uh, up and on, it, for sure. Yeah. 780-496-0063. Aaron's sending me some sports tickets. He's trying to win some big money on this football game tonight. Dan from East of Camrose says, uh, I already made some money on the Super Bowl last year. How about 634 U.S. on the Kansas City Chiefs going all the way? That's from Dangerous Dan. Uh, we don't usually talk sports betting on the show, but uh, good for you guys. It's it's definitely not my cup of tea. I worked at a casino for, uh, boy, two and a half plus years. So the gambling angle for me, it, it's, it's it's not for me. Um, but absolutely no will for, ill will to you guys who actually know how to win money doing it. That's probably my issue is I've never won money gambling. So of course I don't like gambling. That just means losing money for me. I tell you what, the Elks, <laughs> the, uh, the past uh, couple of wins for the Elks have... Uh, you know, paid off pretty nicely in my pocket. So there we go. <laughs> oh, it, it, wait a minute. Are you allowed to be pushing buttons for the Elks and winning money off the Elks? Isn't there some sort of... I was uh, off, Esco. <laughs> Derek Scott was running those games. Now, I'll be running the game on uh, Saturday, the Labor Day rematch. So I'm okay. obviously really happy for that. And that's So what Kellen says is he lives in the gray area. That's, that's right. That's my understanding. Royal Pizza is pizza. Passed us so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. Ken Hitchcock was getting... Royal Pizza back in the day. They've got 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer, a couple out in Saskatchewan as well. Head online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. 
we're talking, um, well, we're, we're in potpourri right now because I've opened it up to everybody's favorite NFL football team, which I'm very excited to talk about. I don't know if you're excited to learn about it, but I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, let's just throw a shout out to Norm in a combine because... He says to me, you're a Texans fan? That's awesome. I'm not the only sucker in town, LOL. Four more years. <laughs> Four more years and then we'll be awesome. CJ Stroud and Will Anderson of the future. Well, I hope so because they took them second and third overall this past year. You got to hope that's the future. Ultimately, that's that's kind of how Edmonton got things turned around as those high draft picks, right? Even if it wasn't the first overall, they did pretty well. Third overall, I think. Go Colts, go, says Kevin. Any other Colts fans out there? What's your confidence level in Anthony Richardson, by the way? I don't know about that one. That's like throwing a guy who played, I don't know, 10 games in the WHL into the National Hockey League next year and saying, here you go, figure it out, which is great if you're predisposed to unbelievable success. You could do that with Connor Bedard or Connor McDavid, but that's about it. What do you think, Kevin? Chris Lang with a text here on the Heritage Classic and how they filmed it. He says the original game was shot in 720p. Really? In 2003, they could shoot in 720p? That's legit, yes. Wow. Uh, having talked to people who worked at television side for that event in the past, Esco, uh, yeah, it was one of the first events uh, that uh, the broadcasters brought in all their 720p equipment and everything. It was one of the first high-definition uh, sports events, I think, in North America at the time. This is back in November of 03, right? So. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I would have assumed 480, which is what you think of when you've got the old, you know, square televisions and I'm pretty sure in 2003 that's what most people had was the old square television uh, but Chris's point is that the evolution of broadcasting is this it was 720p in 2003 mm-hmm. they're going to be filming it in 4k this year oh, so yeah. not only are you going to get the creme de la creme when it comes to the live broadcast but think about everything behind the scenes all of the footage uh, that the league's going to be putting out uh, interviews with current players a lot all this stuff it's it's top shelf as we know that's one thing we can guarantee when it's a league sanctioned event is they're not sparing an expense mm-hmm. on it and plus is there any shot in sports right now that beats the 4k camera of a player walking down the dressing room aisle out onto the ice surface or onto, you know, the the playing field as it is and that stuff and the crowd just roaring behind them and that stuff. That is just a, it, it's a really, really sick camera angle. I love it. Yeah, they've got, you know what was interesting is when I went to Rogers Center, watched the Blue Jays play for the first time and everybody that's watched a Blue Jays game on TV for 10 minutes has seen the camera run out onto the field and either follow the home run hitter around the bases from third base down to home or, uh, you know, walk them out to the batter's box kind of a thing with that hero shot and you would be surprised how small the camera is now like it's it's really it kind of looks like he's just running out there with you know your average thing that you'd pack up and go camping with but it's spitting like absolute pristine image the blurred background all that kind of thing so uh, this is me gushing with my media nerd all over what I expect to be some great content uh, coming from the, the Heritage Classic October 29th is the game 
game. That's the Sunday. You've got plenty, I'm sure, that's going to be happening on the Saturday. But Steve Mayer was talking, uh, well, he was talking yesterday. Let's get into the audio vault and let Steve tell you the story himself about some of the other events that they're planning on having around the city at that time. Direct Workwear sponsors your audio vault each day, and they're excited to announce that their women's only workwear store is now open. It's just four doors north of the Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard here in Edmonton. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Steve Mayer is the Executive Vice President of uh, Content, I believe is his official title for the NHL. Here's what he had to say about the whole pomp and circumstance of the Heritage Classic. Outdoor Fan Festival for the fans here in Edmonton during the week. The music We'll be announcing who the artists are. We're also going to do a pre-game concert before the event. We'll be announcing that. The, you know, the uniforms will be unveiled. So there's a lot of beats that will be happening. And these are future announcements that we're going to make in the coming weeks. No other games. That I added on there just to make sure we're all aware. Despite the appetite for an alumni game of some kind, this is part of where the league has come with this event. They expect the absolute premier ice conditions. And I I mean, I guess you could do it after the Heritage Classic, but then the Heritage Classic's over. That's the spectacle. You're not doing the Heritage game after that, or the, uh, pardon me, the uh, alumni game after that. Uh, Richard, that's got him bent right out of shape. No alumni game, that's BS. It's the part I look forward to the most, he says. Well, uh, at least it's not without thought and logic. Uh, more from Steve Mayer talking yesterday about the evolution of the safety and the planning for these types of outdoor games. There's a great debate, which I never understood, uh, that the game in Buffalo was the first outdoor game, which is not true at all. Um, you know, this it's evolved. I mean, we've learned a lot over the years. We... We have a mantra at the league, let's make, make the next one bigger and better than the last one. And we think we, we've, we've made them really unique and different. You know, um, the game is the game and there's points at stake and we realize that. And, and Connor mentioned, you know, it's really important that the quality of ice is up to NHL standards. But everything that surrounds the game for us, you know, is important. And we realize that, especially in the local market, this is the biggest thing going and you know that's what everybody's gonna be talking about in Edmonton for weeks leading up to the game and then after the game's over and so that's something that I I really appreciate you know they may have lost their luster globally um, because we've done quite a few of them and we've now gone to a lot a lot of cities but man when you're in that market where the game is happening it's it's incredible and so I you know I I can't wait to hear and see the reaction here because it's been a long time since we played a game here. And to have the Battle of Alberta as part of this, that's going to make it even more special. Ticketmaster.ca slash Heritage Classic. More tickets were released at 1 o'clock. I can't guarantee you there's any left right now. Seriously. They're they're a hot ticket, obviously, and... uh, and you were expected to be there at one. So if you've still got time and you think you want to go to this, I would suggest logging on as soon as you possibly can. Maybe even right now while we press pause. We'll bring it back with Reed Wilkins. He's going to tell you what's coming up on Inside Sports, but we're going to riff a little bit too. If you're recording this NFL game, turn the volume down for a half second. 
What did they do inside their own 20-yard line? They they rolled the dice? On fourth and two, they snapped to the up back, and he powered forward for the first down. Then they kept going from there and got a touchdown. Wow. Oh, and there's Travis Kelsey's replacement. No, it's not even. Okay, I'm going to stop live commentating this. He got Brandon. You yeah, got you to say the score. They probably turned the radio back up by now. 7 nothing Detroit. It's, uh, it's good to have this back, but... We've also got Elks football. Elks football has been pretty entertaining, regardless of the outcome over the last month. I would suggest that things have significantly rounded a bend to where even if they're going in against a good opponent, you're not expecting them to... You could expect them to make a game of it. And I don't know that you could have said that in the first half of the season. Well, we knew it wasn't going to happen. I mean, it was was so hopeless. And as I said before I I went on on my two-week break... And then I came back and they actually won twice <laughs> while I was away. But I, I said that at once they kind of got to 0-3, 0-4, and they were just dreadful offensively, I said, I am no longer going to talk about doing better than last year or flirting with a playoff spot or winning seven or eight games total until they win a game. Until they win a game. And then they did. And then I talked about the playoffs a lot last week, which are almost extinguished now unfortunately because they have to play almost perfect football but the way the last four games have gone is kind of how I thought the season would go they are just outclassed against Winnipeg and would be most of the time though still they scored 29 points 22 on offense lots of teams in the CFL are outclassed yeah, by Winnipeg and then they I, you know they they handled uh, Ottawa and Hamilton Certainly not easily, but controlled both games for the most part, and then would be lacking the savvy to to win a couple games that they should have, and that's what happened on Labor Day. So that's why I thought going into the season, okay, seven wins, maybe eight, maybe if you really put something together, nine, and you squeak in. Um, I, I mean, now they very well could wind up with four wins again, and then just but then do you say they improved on last year because of Trey Ford? I mean, so much of the rest of the season now is what does Trey Ford do? Yeah. How does he progress? And the first test is this Saturday. What does he learn from how Calgary defended him on on uh, Monday? And and as great as some of those runs were, uh, especially the one where he the legendary run you want him throwing the ball now he said there was just a mess up on that play guys lined up wrong it was a mess of a play it looked like it (laughs) yeah so i mean and that's the quarterback's job right is to make something out of i mean i mean mahomes the chiefs don't always execute the play as called because he can scramble and throw it sidearm underhand however he wants so i'm glad ford has that ability but how much how how can he continue to do in the timing and structure of the offense against teams that are now seeing more and more tape against him. That's really the story of the Elksies, because unless they run the table, the playoffs aren't... I mean, they'd have to go 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh to and have a chance. And get help. That's, the problem is Saskatchewan's playing well enough right well, now. Well, 6-0, they'd probably... Again, this isn't going to happen. 6-0, oh, they'd probably get in, because they'd pass. They'd probably pass Calgary. And they'd probably be ahead of both Hamilton and Ottawa. They're not. They're, they're not going six. But no. <laughs> okay. Somebody texted us here seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This is an interesting one. If the Elks had a roster with the caliber of Oilers players that Edmonton has, if, you're, if you can draw some sort of similarity, there, okay. What would be your guess for wins in a CFL season? So basically, if the Elks were as good in the <laughs> CFL as the Oilers are in the NHL, how many wins would the Elks have? 
13 and 5. I would say 13 and 5 or 14 and 4 yes. in an 18 game season. Yeah, because to that me, seems reasonable. Okay, so I would say that, that's, that's, I, I like that question. I do find it odd in a good way. It's kind of a bizarre look at things, but I mean, I think uh, I, I was talking to. Uh, I was chatting with Dave Mitchell from CTV today at the at the skate, and he said, "Like, what do you think?" I said, "Well, the, to me, they're a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Like, I think they're a top six team in the league. So, I think if you let's say let's say the Oilers are the sixth best team in the NHL, just for argument's sake, <laughs> and we do a fraction, and we do a fraction. <laughs> so, you should be the second best team in the in a nine team league. Yeah. Six out of thirty to <laughs> six out of thirty two equal two out of nine. <laughs> That's, Someone's got to sign their name. That's, that's an incredible that, text. That's a, like, I, yeah, <laughs> that's, good that's stuff. what I love about the listener interaction. You never know somebody like somebody's perspective. Where it's like, well, but I mean, the they, Oilers have one of the best <laughs> rosters in the NHL. Yes, I mean, I'm not. That, I mean, we're at the point that's not a Homer comment. That's not wishful thinking for those people out there who still get upset at that kind of stuff. <laughs> so if the if the Elks had. One of the best rosters in the CFL. Well, they'd be Toronto, BC, or Winnipeg. Yeah, right. So that's, that's, that's I don't know if they'd be nine and one like Toronto is. But um, Chad Kelly's almost an NFL caliber quarterback too. That's why Toronto's doing so well. Do you know who Edmonton traded his? Yeah, they had his rights, rights for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nick, he played Nick, in the Nick SEC, Arbuckle. right? Yeah. Nick Arbuckle was the acquisition for Edmonton yeah. as they sent Chad Kelly's rights away. Uh, hockey talk, though, and I want to get you to weigh in on this one, uh, just because you've been down at practice. Dexter says, is Woodcroft running these practices? No, they're not, no he's not allowed. He's not allowed no. right now. That's why it's the captain's skate. Uh, do you think that there would be a negative effect of over-practicing two weeks before training camp opens? I don't get that sentiment at all. And again, it's not like they're being bag-skated no, to and get every back team into is shape. Doing this right i just saw someone i know who falls the canucks with pictures from there so it's become pretty normal right and this is and this is how i mean i'm speaking to the people who know this for people who are my age and and older i, I mean uh i mean what, what are the guys even from the 90s say you came to training camp to get in shape yeah you know you you what was it? Three weeks before you even played a preseason game. Now it's the I think the fourth day of training camp. <laughs> yeah, is the, it's, the preseason game against Winnipeg. Rob Brown was just telling us last week about Mario Lemieux walking in with a cigarette. That, that, like that's, unbelievable that's, story. That's yeah, not too many generations no. removed from that. But these yeah. are are like fine performance athletes. Yeah. Their body is such an investment by so many yeah. people that this is kind of where it's at. But uh, to and delineate it, that, no, you cannot have a coach. No, directing you can't. Anything. There are some. It's almost college. <laughs> yeah, rules or whatever, but and that's. I mean, I know we, we see. Uh, you know, I follow them on Instagram too, Leon and Connor. And even if you see Leon wherever he has his place in Spain or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it's some Spanish island. He has a property or rents property. Right on. I mean, he's <laughs> he's probably getting up and working out in the morning. Quite ex- probably pretty extensively. I if mean, you've seen his body. Looks yeah. Like there's it. not. I, I don't think for most players, there's more than a couple weeks of. Okay, maybe I'm going to allow myself to sleep in and actually eat a bag of potato chips and yeah. have two beers instead of one yeah. you know I don't, I don't think there's a lot of that they're taking the butter off the toast a lot earlier these yeah. days they're I saying mean, I bet you some of those guys 
they've they've limited junk food so much that they when they eat it they probably can't even they don't like it. It's probably is gross, which I is hard I for me to imagine because I could eat chips all day. <laughs> I wish I had. I that might eat problem. some. I might eat a bag of chips before the show. What's coming up on your show tonight? You don't have very okay. long to stuff uh, that. Okay, well, we'll have some comments from Leon Drysdale and Connor Brown, who uh, did interviews after the skate today. I am going to tell you a little bit more about the smoke controversy from the Labor Day Classic. This is interesting. And how close we came to that game not being played and the outcome of the Labor Day Classic being determined on Saturday. This is not, oh, Reed's going to do a crazy what if and joke around a little bit and, and just present this crazy scenario for entertainment purposes. This was very real and could have happened. Uh, and Coney Ely from the Elks, a former NFLer, played in the Super Bowl with the Panthers. He's on the show too. Looking forward to it, Reed, coming up right after this next newscast. We go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. That four-night Nashville road trip nonstop. Flair Airlines, watch the Oilers play the Predators this October. You can bring that music in. Let's get the hell out of here, Kellen. You betcha. <laughs> this day in 1999, the Oilers re-signing forward Jim Dowd? Was Jim Dowd a forward? I think so. Yeah, Dowd played forward. Yeah. Five goals and 23 points in 70 games for the Oilers before the Wild claimed the 32-year-old in the 2000 expansion draft. Really appreciate everybody hanging out tonight, texting us as well. Bob is back on air tomorrow night. We'll chat with defenseman Matthias Ekholm, Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli for the horses, and Big George LaRock. Been a blast. Thank you, Reed. He's got you covered after a global news weather traffic update. So long, everybody.